Greetings hobbyists and welcome to episode 7 of Hobbyist Adventures Podcast. This episode contains explicit content and therefore listener discretion is advised. We return to the erotic review to taste a chocolate-covered strawberry named Karina Luxie. Her tier ID is 375793 and overall rating is 9.17. She is based in Tampa, Florida, the strip club capital of the world. Her personal website is KarinaLuxie.com. She also has a shingle on Trist, Eros, and Preferred 411. Thanks, Jenny. I will take it from here. Karina has an athletic build. She's African-American, in her early 20s, has gray eyes like a wolf. Her pussy is shaved. She's short with natural boobs of 32B and no tattoos. She offers the following services. Topless massage. Sex. Bareback blow job. Come in mouth and she swallows. French kissing. For escorting call only and for 60 minutes she charges $700. She has 11 reviews and most of them rank her appearance as a 9 or model material and her performance also as a 9 forgot it was a service. This review was posted in March by hobbyist Michael London, a cool fake name. General details. I had met Karina earlier in the year when she was touring through Houston. She is Dallas-based and I was excited when I had business travel in Dallas the next month. I reached out in advance to schedule a rendezvous at my hotel post-work meetings and a dinner. We had a most excellent meeting in Houston and our Dallas visit was an awesome continuation. I opened some wine and we caught up on various topics, she is great at having an engaging convo. Before long we began to embrace and kiss. The juicy details. As we continued to grope and kiss our clothes started to come off as we moved toward the bed. She had my rock-hard cock in her hand and before long she was giving me a most excellent BBBJ. After about five minutes I asked her to stop and I pushed her on her back and told her I wanted to pleasure her. I spread her legs and went down on her beautiful pussy. It smelled perfect as I slowly started to gently lick her clit and pussy. Before too long I picked up the pace going deep into her pussy with my tongue. She became very wet slash creamy as I pleasured her money hole. Before too long she told me it was my turn again. I got on my back as she approached me again and began to fondle my swollen cock and then she put my rock-hard cock into her mouth and gave me the most amazing BBBJ. A magical symphony of shaft, balls, amazing eye contact with slurping. I wanted it to last forever, but I knew I had to move on to the main event. The cover went on, I placed her on her back, pushed her legs back and slowly entered her mish. I began a slow rhythm with purpose and great eye contact. It amazing to be looking into her beautiful eyes as she squinted with each thrust. Before long, I asked if we could move to doggy. What a beautiful sight to take her from behind. A most beautiful ass. I pounded her doggy only for a bit. I think asked to move back to Mish which is my favorite. As she laid back, I pushed her legs behind her head and slowly entered. I began to slowly make love to her. Before long, I picked up the pace. She was moaning with pleasure as the tempo continued to grow. 
Before long I had her knees pined behind her ears as I fucked with furry until I finally blew my load into the bag. We collapsed into each other's arms, cleaned up and rested. I did not have round two in me. I can't wait to see Karina again. I can't wait to see Karina again. I might have to travel to Dallas if she does not come back to Houston soon. This next post from me is by Hobbyist First at Last. He described the attitude as amazing and attentive and his experience was in Des Moines, Iowa. General details. So Corina unpreferred for 11 and contacted her. She responded promptly and we set up a time when she was going to be in my area. She met at her Airbnb wearing sexy lingerie barely covered by a short thin robe. She is gorgeous and her pictures don't do her justice. Beautiful eyes. She gave me a big hug and we sat on the couch cuddling and talking for a little bit. Getting to know each other. The cuddling turned to kisses and caresses before moving to the bedroom. A wonderful woman who is still on my mind. The juicy details. After moving into the bedroom, the kisses continued. And I began undressing her. She has beautiful nipples which I kissed and sucked. She began massaging my chest and down to my waist. She pulled me out and moved between my legs and gave sexy slow BBBJ. She made eye contact with me almost the entire time which was hot as hell. She gives an amazing BJ. I had to stop her before it ended too quick. LOL. I then crawled between her legs for dirty. She then wrapped my member and climbed on top for some CG. She's pretty petite and athletic so it was fun being her ride for a bit. I didn't last long unfortunately. After she cleaned me up, we cuddled on the bed. Kissing and talking. It didn't take much before I was ready to go again. She suited me back up and I rode her over for Mish. Slowly pumping and kissing her. She began softly moaning which was so hot. As I sped up my motion, I sat up and spread her legs wider. Unbelievable seeing even moving underneath me. I didn't last much longer. After she cleaned me up again. It was unfortunately time for me to go. She never rushed me though and made me feel like I could've spent all afternoon, real GFE. One of the best experiences I have had. She is very special and I will be seeing her again. Here's another listener submitted story read by my friend Davis. The gang. Daniel befriended Stu in an Angels game while seated right next to each other. They shared a love of baseball by both being Dominican and loved even the same players. They became friends and returned to games with each other and without their girlfriends. Eventually, as the friends grew closer, Daniel learned that Stu not only rode a Harley Softail as well but belonged to a famous biker gang. But Stu didn't seem like that kind of person. He was into baseball, religion, loved his mother and family. Perhaps Daniel had the gang all wrong and was influenced by what he saw on TV. When Stu mentioned that the club was having a rally and he should attend, Daniel seized on the opportunity. Shortly after attending, he was a due-paying member of the club. He received his leather vest with the infamous gang logo and the rocker for the club city. Daniel rode with the club, attended parties, and was available for small errands. His girlfriend was now secondary to the club. 
She attended one party and was intimidated by the other bikers who eyed her suggesting they were raping her with their eyes. She saw how some of the other girlfriends were treated like caught sharks at a pier, taking selfies with them, some taking liberty to squeeze, grab and at times even more. The boyfriends, typically new inductees to the club, felt obligated to allow this. One twenty-something-year-old Latina, Rosie, was asked to pose with some bikers. She was wearing cut-off jean shorts, a t-shirt, and cowboy boots. She wore a cowboy hat and had a large rack which the seasoned bikers loved. As she sandwiched herself between these burly bikers, they each grabbed a piece of her. One reached into her shorts and grabbed her right-ass cheek. Another reached around her waist pulling her closer. Another grabbed a breast while another lifted her shirt. By the time the picture was taken, she partially undressed, her breasts heaved out of their brow, both tits exposed and both nipples latched on by two different men. Her pussy was being fingered by several fingers, her ass cheeks were spread apart, squeezed and one lucky guy managed to plug her butthole with his thumb. She managed to smile and hold a beer as all of this play was occurring. After the picture was taken, the groping session kept on going. She was eventually shimmied into a bedroom and quickly undressed, thrown on the bed and a train of molesters was now lining up to fuck her any which way on the bed. Word spread through the party and as more men arrived to gang-bang her, her boyfriend unable to assist her, learned the hard lesson of having a girlfriend while an active member of the club. More selfies continued with her as she sucked cock and took cock in her pussy and in her ass, on her knees, on her back, lying on her side. Guys were shooting strings of cum across her face, in her eye, across her chest, in her pussy and in her ass. Other women got word that this was happening and were either relieved or concerned. Relieved it wasn't them thought the stupid ones and concerned this was the kindle of an inferno or mass orgy that was yet to unfold. Those smarter ones would be right if they stayed long enough to find out. Rosie realized that she was in trouble. The line of men never ended and she was growing sore in every hole. Nobody offered her water or a chance to recover. In fact, their demands grew. Instead of one guy fucking her while another shoved their cock in her mouth, it was agreed that she would enjoy a cock in every hole. Whoever came would be swapped out for another. Her boyfriend was allowed to see what was happening just as three convicted rapists were having their way with her, one choking her with his hands while his cock kept inching down her throat. A wild biker kept sucking on any available nipples while finding opportunities to spank or slap her face. Nobody seemed to mind except Rosie. The boyfriend was appalled at his girlfriend's behavior. He believed she brought this on herself and that she was wanting to fuck all these guys. He stormed off but was stopped by a few leaders who offered him some old PP. One pointed at Daniel's girlfriend, Margaret, who was minding her own business talking with other biker chicks. She was on the chubby side, with a big rump, big tits, cute face, and tattoos in the right places. Once pointed at, the other women she was chatting with immediately took off so they wouldn't be included in the net. Wondering why these bikers were looking at her, she was going to say something when a biker walked over to her and yanked her pants down, another lifted her shirt and they tugged her clothes off until she was down to her panties and socks. Suck his cock, one of the leaders demanded of her. 
Someone kicked her in the direction of Rosie's boyfriend, who was now hard and excited. He whipped his dick out, slapped her stunned face with it, and then forcibly slid it into her mouth and let it grow into her throat. Her flailing hands and arms were calms and brought around his legs to stabilize her. Bikers took turns grabbing her tits, slapping her ass, yanking her head or shoving it against him. Margaret thought it would be over after he came in her mouth. She held and massaged his balls so he would come faster, and he did. He came into her throat, and she gagged a little, but him discharged fully before letting his cock slide out her. He raised his hands up, his dick limp, and Margaret sitting upright after a lotus sperm splashed into her stomach. As she was about to get up, some biker from all the way outside pushed his way into the room she was in, maneuvered behind her big ass and slipped his cock in her pussy, and she moaned. Daniel heard her moan and knew it was Margaret. He had been fucking her and hearing her moans. Rosie's boyfriend let out a large fart. The man fucking her held her arms back while he plunged and plunged her pussy. Her tits flailed and though she refused to scream, she was noticeably in distress. Her face was reddening. A line of men and the chubby girls was forming both behind her and in front of her. She was being spit-roasted and would end up being one of four women gang-banged at that party. She'd also become pregnant and ended up dating three other bikers that fucked her that night. It would be three nights later, after she was done crying the ordeal, that she would receive a text demanding that she be ready for a dinner date in thirty minutes. A minute before her doorbell rang, she was texted to not wear any underwear or bra. The doorbell rang, the biker walked in, greeted Daniel planted a tongue kiss on Margaret and he escorted her to his bike and they rode off. He drove to the back of the supermarket that was now closed and he fucked her against the wall of the building. He came in her ass. He sucked on her tits while fingering and fisting her. He fucked her in the ass again and then came on her face. He didn't let her wipe it off. He returned her home within thirty minutes. He said he would see her later in the week. The next night a different guy texted and said he wanted to fuck her in her bed. When he showed up, she said Daniel was working late and he said, I know. Once in the bedroom, he forcibly tore off her clothes and she pooed tell that he was the one who had pulled her pants down. He had a big stinky dick that smelled like he'd been fucking all day long. She sucked him off while her fingered her then got on top of her and plowed her thoroughly. He kept fucking her until Daniel was the bedroom door asking how much longer he needed with her. He replied, I'm going to spend the night. And he did and he fucked Margaret wildly for hours. Fell asleep for an hour and then awoke to fuck her again this time in her own bed while Daniel lay next to them, listening to his wife being pounded by this brute of a man. The next morning as Daniel made coffee for all of them, the biker fucked Margaret in the kitchen when at times Daniel needed to step over them. At the breakfast table, Margaret's mascara ran down her face, her lipstick smeared, her tits scratched, bruised, and nipples elongated. He would slide his cock in and out of her mouth while demanding she try to talk. That was the first and last date she would have with him. The third guy she dated involved other men as well. He would show up in an RV and demanded that she leave the house, enter the RV parked in their driveway only to be fucked by him and a few other unruly guys. Neighbors and their children could hear Margaret being ravished inside the RV, 
saw it bouncing and heard it creaking in a short few moments when a new dick was being slid in her as or down her throat. Margaret was losing her chubby looks as she lost her appetite for food and zest for life. Margaret ended up dating these men for months. She learned that she needed to be on the pill and stay awake and avoid taking drugs with them. She learned the fate of Rosie, the first woman to be gang-banged at the party. She ended up with seven suitors and she ended up smoking pot then dropping acid then doing meth. She became addicted to the meth, lost her good looks, got knocked up, was gang-banged even more as pregnant meth head until she disappeared. It was rumored that a rich white dude paid to literally eat her body. Margaret didn't want to end up that way. She managed to wean down her suitors from the guy with the RV to the one who liked to text her with short notice. She ended up dating him for months. He was mostly good to her, but threatened many times to sell her into prostitution. To fully escape this, Margaret broke up with Daniel and swore to never date a biker again. Daniel moved on and eventually hooked up with a sexier babe, far less chunky than Margaret and who was a 100% GGG. Her name was Samantha, or just Sam for short. This would be ideal for Daniel, as a card-carrying member of the gang and frequent attendee of their infamous parties. It would be months before she would attend a party so Daniel knew he had Sam to himself for these times, could enjoy her without fear of getting VD or fear of him having to tell her family that she's gone missing. He knew that a girl as fine as Sam would end up dating many bikers from the club and would be regularly fucked behind buildings, inside of vans, even behind bushes for a quickie on someone else's lawn. The first party she attended was in June and though she wasn't groped or molested at the party, the writing was on the wall and her cell number was saved into many phones. The suitors would be the usual bikers, including the ones that had their ways with Margaret. A few days after the party, Sam and Daniel were watching TV when Sam received a text message to be ready in 30 minutes. Daniel forgot to have the conversation with her about how being a part of a motorcycle gang as a newbie meant that his girlfriend was their property too. Though Daniel ended up explaining things to her, the actual details would only be left to be experienced, but Sam being the GGG that she is, agreed to go. The second text message arrived no panties or bra, which she showed to Daniel and he nodded and walked away. Serious? She demanded and he said yeah, do whatever they ask for. The biker showed up on time and walked into the house. He greeted his fellow biker Daniel and he introduced her to Sam. He held Sam's hand in the air and motioned for her to twirl in front of him. This act gave the biker a very noticeable hard-on. He told Daniel that he wanted to fuck her in his backyard and Daniel, without a beat, led the both of them to the sliding glass doors. As Daniel led the way, Sam followed and the biker followed Sam, yanking her jean skirt down and off then pulling her shirt off. She walked through the glass doors wearing pumps and nothing else. Daniel watched for a bit as Sam and the other biker got situated. Sam lay down on the grass in the center of the yard and spread her legs for the biker who yanked his own pants down and kicked them off. His cock was hard, but he wanted to eat her pussy before sliding his nasty dick in her. Set the stage, he say. Once he planted his face at the Y and started licking ferociously, Sam moaned loudly and reached down to push his head a bit, to let him know he was working her labia too hard. He didn't care, but Daniel couldn't watch anymore and walked away, back to the TV. 
The neighbors were now aware of the new girlfriend and her temporary boyfriend. The other biker had grabbed her ass and was squeezing them and pushing her groin against his squirming tongue, giving her a pussy lashing like she has never had. He was fucking her with his tongue, sucking and nibbling on her long labia folds. Her ass was into the air and Biker was taking stabs at her sphincter. Dab, 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 dab. Now he was grinding his tongue into it even though she was pinching it shut. She was asking for a slap or a donkey punch. What did she think this fuck session would be about? A bad pussy eater going down on her for an hour? Daniel was expecting a fuck van to pull into his driveway and spill out a bunch of horny bikers like a Trojan horse, who would be fighting their way to the backyard to take turns, if that is possible, with Sam. This imaginary van never showed up so he decided to see what was happening since he lead them to the backyard. With their backs facing him, and with the moans, cries, and pleas from Sam, he could see that the biker was fucking her in the ass taking turns with holding her upright with one arm around her neck and while balancing, the other free hand to slap her bare tits, squeeze a breast or tug a nipple. At times just before dropping her to the prone position he'd reach around and fondle her pussy. He was pounding her hard in both positions. The tongue lube must have helped a bit. Sam was losing those G's in her title with this ass pounding. Some neighbors closed their windows and brought their kids indoors, but the neighbor next door was peeking through the wood fence slats and whacking off to the incredible live porn action. Tiring, the biker slowed the pumping to a standstill, his hard cock still inside her. He slid out and she flattened out. He walked around her, told her to flip over and he kneeled down and started to 69 her, slipping his cock into her mouth and she gagged a bit then accommodated him. He planted his face into her slimy pussy and started to pound her throat. They rolled around attached to each other's privates. Daniel noticed how grassy and green her back was. He must have missed their missionary pounding or maybe the biker dragged her naked body around the grass with one leg. Oh my! That story made me feel weird yet wet. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed this episode and as always be sure to share it with your like-minded friends.